But other than that, uh, She Gets It has a show that drops at 10 p.m. tonight. Um, I'll push that after we're done recording because I'm talking about bringing shame back. Yes. And um, I think people are out here being bogus on like a different level. Uh-huh. People are out here being bogus on a different level uh, because they don't have no shame for anything that they do. Um, so I got to uh, do that. That show comes out tonight. But for tonight's show, um, it's, I feel like it's going to be a good one. Um, this is the Real Relationship Rapport, and this episode will be out Monday. Uh, it's 11-11, so, you know, I'm feeling kind of lucky. Uh-huh. Anybody that wants to pop in here, um, you can leave a message. Uh, you can leave a message, but we're not bringing anybody up because when we bring up guests, it's not that we don't like it. We do like it, but we get too far off topic, and it takes too long to get through everything when we have multiple people up here talking. But if you want to leave a message, please leave a message because I don't think tonight's show is about right or wrong. I think tonight's show is about, well, for me, this is how I love people and this is how I want to be loved. It's kind of like your opinion type shit. But what love is to everybody is super different. Um... So it's a personal opinion. I really think it's mostly is mostly a gamble between a stupid gamble versus a healthy consideration. And I think people today struggle with what's the difference with it because in my opinion two people are better off if they are in the relationship for the right reason. It could be just whatever you call it, my man or my woman, or if you claim boyfriend, girlfriend, like you in the third grade, cool. (laughs) Um, If you in a marriage, great. I've never been in a marriage, so I'm not going to speak on marriage too much. But in my opinion, what I would want my marriage to look like, I'll speak on. Um, I want to get through the messages. I want to give everybody a chance to speak. If you disagree with something, disagree with it. But don't come on here saying, oh, you're dumb, you're wrong. That's not how that works because people are coming from a different culture background. People are coming from different experiences. People have different thresholds for bullshit. I know I do. Um, Some people have more patience than others. And some people are just on earth to be an example of what not to do. Uh Uh, We're going to get into it tonight. If you want to follow us on Twitter, you can at the RR show and on IG is OG underscore dungeon and my IG Twitter and TikTok is Shambi Potten. If you want to find any relationship rapport merch, you can find it on the who is Shan shop with Teespring and Shambi Now dungeon, what are your thoughts on it takes two to be in love and why did you come up with the topic and i did hear your clips on the sound bites all week Uh well so the reason i had to do this was because i feel like one a lot of people don't understand what being in love actually is 
and they just be talking about, uh, you know, we in love and this, that, ride or die, blah, blah, blah. But they're always out here being treated like they're either options or it's only love on one side. Mm-hmm. I have an issue with that with, I'm sure, the dating scene for some of you people out here today where it's like, you know, oh, I think this person loves me. I'll do anything for them when the earth person might just be using you because you're kind of like their personal slave as mm. opposed to them actually loving you. They can do things that you think might be them showing love or maybe the sex is that good. Because that's what I think a lot of people are trapped in is how good the sex is so they tolerate whatever that person's doing. But a lot of y'all keep doing this we're in love thing and it don't be we. It be you. <laughs> right. <laughs> like you in love. The other person is kind of just leaving you there and tolerating you because you'll do whatever the fuck they ask, you ask them to do. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I don't feel like this shit is equal nowadays. I don't feel like people are even headed in the right direction to actually fall in love mm-hmm. or, or putting in the work and and the other thing, in all honesty, is knowing each other well enough to be yeah. in love. You know what I mean? Like, y'all are scared to ask each other questions. There yeah. are no conversations being had nowadays. It just be like a bunch of assumptions and bullshit. And then, and then following what you see on uh, social media. So because of that, I know y'all don't know, you know what real love is. And if you are truly in love, because you haven't put in the work or had those conversations. So I feel like that's really what's going on out here. And it's a lot of people that are just faking the funk and all of y'all are talking that good talk, but none of y'all are really, really truly in loving relationships. It's it's Mm -hmm. (laughs) one-sided. And I, I, you know, I've, I beg someone to defer uh, that they really are out here in these streets, you know, in, in a loving relationship because you know, I mean, obviously we're not doing everybody because we don't make blanket statements, but mm-hmm. with the struggle that's going on for people to fall in love nowadays, there's no way that it'd be two people being in love. One, y'all wouldn't be hurting each other the way y'all do. Y'all right. wouldn't be doing all this fuck shit. You know, like, th- these men wouldn't be sitting here talking about, oh, I need a woman that's submissive. Women wouldn't be talking about, I'm fucking rich niggas and <laughs> for free and then make regular niggas pay my rent and fall in love with the broke nigga. Like, everything is, is totally ass-backwards nowadays. So it's like... Love is on, like, the back burner. Go, go ahead, my bad. No, you're good. It's like... <clears throat> every, like, slick comment towards the opposite sex is, like, a cry out for help, but in the, in the undertone, like, if, if you are bold enough to be a man and claim that you are a straight male and get on the internet and make a whole video about how I don't want to keep dating these women out here. I just want to go do like trips and go out to eat with my boys. Yeah, what is that? So what are you saying? Are you saying you enjoy your time with men? Are you saying a mouth is just a mouth? Are you saying a hole is just a hole? Like what, how did you get there to be so bold to go on the internet to basically strike out all of your possible options of women, if you like women, and to cancel out all of the women who were like, I knew it. 
I knew he didn't like women. And then be like, but I'm a straight man. Because realistically, when a man who is a man and not a boy mind really has a good woman, he be using that good woman for excuse to leave his friends when he out. He's not going to tell her, no, I'm not coming out. I don't want to go home yet. He is ready to go home. So my thing is like, is it men and women are out here picking people that they don't like on purpose for what it looks like? Or are men and women out here uh, agreeing to be in relationships with people to stagger up their level in life and then go on to the next person? Or are y'all just scared to be by yourself because you're scared of what that looks like and the judgment that comes with it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that loneliness factor, I think I said that in my, my message where I was like, a lot of y'all are doing this because you're lonely. Mm-hmm. You know, actually finding who, you know, and building with someone. Everybody talks about meeting someone and building with them, but they don't really have that intention. It's yeah. just a good talking point because that's what you, you think everybody else is doing. Right. You know, like, oh yeah, everybody else says we're going to build and we're going to make this money together, but None of y'all are really doing that. Like a lot of y'all are out here. Like you said, like what what is it with these men who I I that doesn't even sound right to me. Right. You know what I mean? Why would you say that out loud? Like I want to just go out and chill with my boys and and eat chicken nuggets. Like, first of all, who are these niggas that are doing that? Right. I don't know my friends who are like, yo, the only thing I want, I just want to be my boys every weekend. Like, I don't I don't know anybody who does that. I want to go on vacation. My boys, I want to, you know, go to the gym with my boys. I want to go to uh, nice dinners with my boys. I don't want to deal with any women. Yeah, like what are you, what are you doing that with with the boys for? Like, I, and I get like, there's a time where you want to chill with the fellas, yes, mm-hmm. but just I want to spend my whole life with my boys. And then why all of y'all all have so much free time to spend with each other? Period. None of y'all got any ladies that you 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 messing with or dealing with? And that's just a group of gay boys having orgies, I think. I don't think that's... Listen. If you're married or you're in a relationship that you prioritize, why do you have all this time to be out every night with your single friends? Why are you making more time to pack on all this makeup on your face and you don't look like that on a regular basis and you have someone who has... Um, committed to you that I want to do life with you. I'm here with you. I'm working, you know, these long hours so your life won't be as hard so we can work together. Um, You know, what I want to do in life, I want to do it with you. And you outside parading yourself around quote-unquote males that can't have you slash if the price is right, maybe. Like, that shit don't make no sense to me. Like, what sense does that make for you to have someone who is constantly, every day, choosing you? And let me say this. If you scroll on this social media long enough and you see the men that are really out here minding their business, doing their work, doing construction, selling real estate at the gym, actually doing manly shit, fixing shit, those men pages be in the thousands. 
So for you to have someone who is constantly choosing you and he has all these options and you just out here parading around like you don't know what you got. I don't feel so sorry for you when they dip. Because I want, <laughs> I want more people to leave so people understand that you can't play with people's time and effort because I'm going to tell you right now, I've been spending a lot of money on me. I've been spending a lot of time with me. I've been whining and dining myself and I've been enjoying it. But to think back sometimes and be like, damn, I did spend that on that man. Well, I did go out my way and buy this. Well, I did hold back when I really wanted to tell him about himself and I did not do it. And I could have. I could have gave myself that effort instead of wasting it to get where it got to. Um, it's like, no, like I'm really about to know what it's like for me to experience a certain level of something. And if someone sees me from afar and they're just like, I'm interested, I want to get in on this. Okay, cool. Match me. Match me. Yeah. Or make it better. And if make you me, listen, <laughs> if you if you cannot match me and make it better, let's stop making excuses of why we're we're pulling someone new into our lives to go backwards. Mm-hmm. You gotta please you you know you need to say that for the people in the back because I don't think they heard that. That's there's always an excuse for that person who's pulling you back and making your life worse. That's crazy and, to me. And that was one of the reasons why I kind of came up with this title was because too many people associate, they throw the we're in love thing around, but it's always associated with like struggle and dysfunction and like drama. Mm. And I'm like, that ain't love though. That's just stupidity and, you know, mostly based around lust. Like that is not functioning love. You don't love. And then the whole thing that, like we said before, you know that I don't believe in the whole people, these people are still going around saying you can't help who you fall in love with. And you know, I love hard and I'm just like, no, these are all things that let me know that you don't know what the fuck love is because you can help who you fall in love with. You can decide who you want to be in love with. You don't have to be a hopeless romantic. Just letting everybody have a chance to throw your heart away and stomp on it. These are things that can be prevented. If you actually do your due diligence and know how to communicate and talk to people. But a lot of y'all don't. And that's why you're struggling so hard to actually find two of y'all that will actually love each other and build. Because I guarantee you this, no matter how much you your friends may argue or have their differences, if they got a house and children together and, and they're building and they, they stay through those hard times, those two motherfuckers are in love. Because mm-hmm. they actually are built, you're actually watching them build. But these two people who are having fights in the street you know, projects, shit going on. You're always cheating on somebody. That, that's not love. They, they always cheat on you. This We're always broke together. One of us can't ever get our shit together. This is not love. This is just struggle. And the other person probably is doing just as poorly. So they stick around and don't want to be lonely. But that is not equivalent to love. And there's, there's more of that out there than there is actual people being in love. I, I can guarantee you that. Yes. <laughs> I can guarantee you that. Like, I could be in my 30s and I can talk to men who 
who are now single were in a marriage or were in a relationship and they're just like, you know, they're divorced and they don't want that anymore and they're just single, right? Uh They'll sit here and be like, well, you know, you're running out of time. You might as well go ahead and talk to whoever is in your DMs that's, that's talking to you. And my thing is like, why do you feel like as a woman, because I have a vagina, I must have that mindset? Mm-hmm. Because why do you feel, body is trying to put on y'all. Listen, why do you feel like it is an abomination for you to have a vagina that works and not put it on a man? Because there's a man out here that is willing to take that. I don't give a fuck mm-hmm. what man here is willing to take any parts of my body. If I don't really find him attractive mentally, emotionally, spiritually, um, ambitious wise, and what he wants out of life does not fall in line of my trajectory for myself. I'm not going to downplay what I want and what I've been through to be like, you know what? Nobody is paying me any attention. So I do need a body. Uh Uh-huh. I'll just go ahead and deal with you. I'm not doing that. I'm one of those women that if it ends up that I am by myself, okay. And a lot of men hate the fact that women be okay by themselves without picking from the litter of men who is just waiting for her to get tired. And my thing, like relationships are not supposed to be that. My my question to the women in the audience, especially Sexy Vondell down there, like, what is it about y'all where you're lonely and don't have men? Now, the attractive women, I'm sorry. Let, let me start this over again. <laughs> women who don't look like bulldogs or are shaped like a reverse ice cream. I got what, <laughs> what? What are y'all doing that y'all are so lonely and aren't getting hit on by men or have people, y'all, y'all got it. What it is is there's loneliness from that bad decision that you're waiting on to, mm. to come back to you. That's what it is because it's not a lack of opportunities or men hollering at you. It's the, the fuck nigga I'm waiting on ain't paying me no attention and now I'm mad and I'm getting lonely because I'm declining all these dates from possibly other good matches. Mm. Now this is what I'm saying for good looking women the mediocre-looking women as well. Like, you're mediocre-looking women. Y'all getting, you know, hit on as well. So stop it. All this woman loneliness, mm-hmm. I have to question it because I'm like, what are you doing to be so lonely unless you're, you know, terrible-looking? But what are you doing that you're so lonely all the time? Because... Well, Go ahead. I'll, I'll say this, Dungeon, to answer that. As a woman, I know a lot of beautiful women that have a nasty attitude. I know a lot of beautiful women that are eternally selfish and shallow. I know a lot of beautiful women who just feel like, you know, I had this man do this and I had this. And whenever I go outside, I don't, I don't never not get talked to or da, 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 da. And they walk around with this. <coughs> that men who already dealt with that type of woman already they like Mm-mm. like i don't want that headache and and so you do see a lot of beautiful women who are single because 
that the more a woman has on every day packed on funeral face, she's uh-huh. hiding, she's hiding a bigger problem that's deeper that you will never fix. And I get that. I mean, I've seen those women too, but there's always that sucker that's out there that's willing to fuck. Oh, for real, for and sure. So like the and and just hang around. So that's what I'm saying. The part, the part where it's like, but y'all are choosing to be. Some of y'all are choosing to be lonely because you have options for entertainment. And this and hang out like if you're just being a piece of shit person, you're gonna be lonely in general because you're a bad person and that's just karma in life, doing what it needs to do. But mm-hmm. you being a bad bitch and having a bad attitude ain't gonna stop some nigga from coming around and being like, listen, you can treat me like shit. I'm gonna be here for you whenever, wherever. So if you're declining him, it's because you're just like, no, I got a fuck nigga in the back who don't pay me no mind and is cheating on his whole wife and family and got kids in other places, and that's who I want. And until he give me the, the time of day, I'm gonna just be alone. That's you, say- that's a, you making a decision to be alone. You know, there are a lot of women who have the mentality of men where they purposely pick a man that is limited on what he can and can't do mm-hmm. and what he can and cannot regulate. So a lot of women today will pick the man that's already preoccupied. Now, preoccupied, mm-hmm. married, preoccupied could be, I have kids, I have a busy job, I don't have time for the all extra stuff, but I can schedule you one month in next month. I can schedule you two days in next month. And because she got other players in the mix, she going to pull up that calendar and she going to fill you in. And you going to do the most in those three days. Shit you ain't never doing for a woman that been home taking care of your kids, been married to you for the last 15 years because you're the fun guy. Mm -hmm. You're the guy that you want to feel what it feels like to not live your real life and your real life is boring to you. So you're looking for something new, something interesting, uh, someone who doesn't have expectations for you like your wife does or like your girlfriend does of 15 years. And you're going to have a great time and she's going to go about her business and she's not going to call you every day and she's not going to demand you to be better than you were yesterday. But your wife is, your girlfriend is. And it's a lot of that on both sides. A lot of women are in a great marriage from afar, uh-huh. but knew that when she married this man, she did not like him. She liked what he can do for her. And there are two types of men now. There's men who know that they are marrying the girl that's going to stroke their ego when they walk into a room with her. Uh Right? And they know they are marrying the girl that's also beautiful that she's going to keep other men around. And he knows it, but he's not going to question it because he'll rather just deal with that aspect of it just so he can have the rest of what it looks like. And then there's other men who are just like, I got to keep this money coming in because that's how I'm a keeper. And they know she doesn't like them and they don't give a fuck. So <laughs> I think the the issue is what are people allowing? Because to me, the worst thing you can allow is someone who truly cares about you and wants the best for you to lose hope. Yeah. Once once I lose hope in a person and the thought of me building with them, it's a wrap. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm the same way. It's, but it's 
a lot of that other stuff sounds like low self-esteem issues as well. It is. Like, I'm not, I've never, you know, just been there, like, I got to make this money so I can keep a woman around. Like A lot of men. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know, it's so crazy. The main men that's just like, you know, when I get my woman, I'm going to marry her. She going to have my babies and she going to never have to work, right? It sounds good. It sounds like, oh, my gosh. She don't never have to work. Oh, my God. Mm. But he don't want her to have a hobby. He don't want her to have a reason to leave the house outside of them kids or grabbing something for him. And if she has any type of extra coming in that's not coming out of his wallet or his bank account, mm-hmm. his, his ego is hurt. Mm-hmm. He's, his insecurities are on high because he feels like the only thing that's holding her here is the fact that I got this money. And if, you, if you're a woman or a man and you think as a man, your money is what's going to keep a woman Sir, you don't got all the money in the world. I promise you, somebody else going to have some more. And as a woman, if you think you going to Dr. Miami and getting that botched body that millions of women are getting, <laughs> you think that's going to keep him? It's not, because he's going to get tired of looking at that. He's going to want something different. Yep. Better believe it. It's, and it's, I, you know, we're going to do an episode about uh, self-esteem in dating, I guess. <laughs> now that I know that that's, you know, the, the different type of men that are out here doing that kind of stuff, because that's crazy. Like, Be- because there are, somebody... there are rich men with low self-esteem too, Dungeon. Oh, you know, I know. I definitely know that. And you see how they act by what they do. But, like, you, you normal ass dudes shouldn't be confined to that. Like, there's, you know, you should be happy that you were able to get your life together and not out here struggling. And it shouldn't be done for a woman. It should be done to make yourself and your family and your parents that raise you and pay for you to go to school and get educated and kept you out these streets from getting killed. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like make them proud as opposed to being like this girl with the fake butt off Instagram. I need to do everything for her to love me. And right. Never love you because she loves the dirtiest of broke niggas. <laughs> that little girl, Ice Spice, they had played something off of one of her other records. The girl that says, that nigga a munch or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She made some other songs talking about, you know, I know you a nigga from the Bronx and don't try to play me because I know you dirty. You want to have my baby? Something like that. Just where it was disgustingly low-grade bar- low expectation for her to fuck with a nigga from the Bronx. Mm-hmm. Now, you shouldn't be fucking with third world country men. I will say <laughs> that. So I understood where she was coming from, but the fact that she's got a little, little, you know, heat out here right now by making guys munch on her, and oh and is still willing to fuck with some dusty, dirty nigga from some mongrel. That's right, so, mongrel bro. from the Bronx. But you know why it takes two to be in love? Because that nigga ain't gonna love her. She can be as rich as she want, making all the niggas munch on her lunch as much as she wants. He will always just be, yo, yeah, I munched on it, and now I'm using her for me. I'm a mongrel from the Bronx in this third world country. You know? So, I, I, you know, we, we're going to have to definitely have a self-esteem episode to get some of these men in order. Men and women in order. Episode, we already <coughs> an episode on boundaries, but I feel like this men and women back and forth that keeps happening in conversation 
once a man sets up boundaries, he don't ever have to worry about what type of woman he's going to have to deal with because he set a boundary where he wouldn't even entertain certain shit. Uh-huh. Women, once women set up a boundary, men are going to be like, man, they not they not paying us no attention no more. Maybe we should dress better. Maybe we should brush our teeth. Maybe we should go to work because they're not paying us no attention. What's what's messed up is nobody has boundaries, so they just out here feeling entitled because the next person allowed it. Yeah. It's like when I be at work, I'll I'll talk to someone, okay, this is how we handle this situation in this account. Well, I had someone do this for me earlier. Why can't you just do it? Um, because that is not the correct way. Yeah. And until you're bold enough to be like, I don't care who you dealt with before, you don't deal with me like this, go mm-hmm. ahead and leave or deal with me correctly, it's going to be all of this, well, you don't need to do that because 10 women over here are going to do Well, go go to those 10 women. Women got to be willing to be like, well, go get them. Mm-hmm. Men got to be like, that's fine. No, I don't want what you're offering. I don't care what you look like. I don't care what you think you could do to me. I don't I don't want a woman that carries herself like you do. I don't want a woman that talks to a man like you do. I don't want a woman that's showing her body off outside to everyone for 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 likes and clout and attention and then come home and demand all of this stuff. Like you you are entitled to have your own standard of how people can treat you and respect you. But where you mess up is when you be like, oh, for you I will because I care. Uh-huh. That's exact that's the that's the that's the point where you start lowering the standard. Where you're like, oh, I kept my standards with everybody else, but you you seem to be the worst decision possible, and now this is where I'm gonna take. <laughs> and it's almost like that's not what that's supposed to do. You, you didn't fought off all the fuck people to this point. Now you get king fuck so, and you're like, you know what? I'm gonna let you in. This this is it. I, I want yeah. you. And they're like, you know, all the rest of the guys you you got rid of, and now this is what you date. Like, so it's kind of ridiculous that people will abstain for that long. And then, like, coming and fucking over um, afterwards. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's kind of ridiculous. But what you said earlier where we have to stop rewarding people that we care about when we did them correctly and we gave them, like, the best years that we had. And once they stop reciprocating, you know, my efforts... We have to be like, okay, this is my limit. I'm out. Because Uh at a certain point, you stop becoming the victim. Uh Unless they got like a chain on the door and you chained up in a room, you're you're not the victim. Because your failure to leave when you know is not going in a direction that's beneficial to you, you are in your way. They are... If you're still looking to grab some merch for the Real Relationship Report, you can shop on Who Is Shan Shop with Teespring. There's a sweatshirt on there and I think a hoodie, if I'm not mistaken. If you would rather hoodies over sweatshirts, please let us know. I didn't do a lot of merch for um 
the shop regarding the real relationship report because I'm not sure if y'all want it. But let me know if y'all want it. Don't forget to hit us up on Twitter. Hope you're enjoying the show. are not in your way they are not doing things to you against your will you are allowing it so i was watching this tiktok today and this neighbor was overhearing her other neighbors have an argument and basically it was the man cheating on his woman for the eighth time oh the eighth oh, okay. i'm thought and she was just <laughs> listening in the wall and she was on tiktok and she was like I'm tired of this. You're always making me feel stupid. And you do the same shit every time. Like, there's no failure for you to fuck up. And this is the eighth time you cheated on me. Girl, after the first time, the bar should have been set. Yeah. And you're also the stupid one for letting that shit happen seven more times. Exactly. You can't say he's making you look stupid. No, you is stupid. You is the (laughs) i'm not a fan of rewarding bad behavior there's like like you said there is like this cloud over a lot of our heads where we think if i didn't struggle with them if they didn't hurt me if we get physical that he really don't love me yep or she really don't love me if she ain't key my car cuts out my mom we got cup we have couples on on TV, on social media, on reality shows, fighting each other's parents, uh-huh. and they still choosing each other at the end of the day. Uh-huh. Fabulous, dumb punched out Emily's dad's teeth, dumb punched her. Um, I don't even know what these new little rappers are called, but they in the most toxic relationship where. They cheating on each other back and forth. They back in, in each other's lives back and forth. Their families fighting each other in the middle of the street. And it's, it's just like, this is why so many young people are picking toxic relationships to be like, oh, we just like such and such. That is not the aim. If you think back, we had more shows showing a healthier type of relationship and love between two people than we have now. There is rarely ever a good show that is showing no violence, no disrespect, no nakedness, no um, drugs, showing two people doing life together without all of that outside mess. It's all this drama. And if you keep showing somebody that over and over again, and we keep spending time in our phones looking at all of, you know, the posts and stuff, and, well, they going on vacation together. They going on this together. But in a couple of days, you're going to see their mugshot on the TV because they at a restaurant fighting or, or they knocking each other out or somebody got mad and shot the other person. like, Or they're getting divorced. That, like, <laughs> and, and even the divorce pissed me off because how, how, why do we get so far detached from understanding that even though you're famous, you're still a person? Yeah, exactly. Like, and, who's, who said they can't get a divorce? Yeah, right. 
<laughs> like it's and they're also probably not the most intelligent people to be honest with you. That's you crazy. I mean? We keep looking to these these uh social media social media people for love advice and what they got. I didn't even know the fact that, that Fabulous had knocked Emily's dad's teeth in now. Uh, did he deserve it? I don't know. But I know Emily probably didn't deserve him to put his hands on her. And I knew he, he had done something wrong. He never does. But at the same time, I don't feel sorry for Emily because this man has continuously cheated yeah. their whole relationship. And she keeps staying and having baby after baby after baby with him. And yeah. he don't want to marry her. It's the apology baby. And that's, what, that's what, what women like her uh, assume that, you know, oh, well, he's going to be with me forever because he got pregnant. I knew when he had fucked up because I've been following Fab ever since I've been on Instagram. And it's very easy to tell when he fucks up. I know what his regular posts look like, and I know when he fucks up. When he fucks up, Emily's in every picture, at every club, and <laughs> or every trip with him. When he's back in life, normal life like he is now, it's him in the club, strippers around them, bottles, other rappers around them, all that. Like So he's back at normal now. She didn't forgive him. He probably got her pregnant again. She's probably working on baby number four or whatever. And, um, you know, that's where we're at. But it, the fact that people could watch that and be like, this is healthy. And no. all a man has to do with to cheat on me is put another baby in me. You know, is that's incredible that there are people out there who see that as healthy. And like, oh, yeah, well, he cheated on me, but I'm pregnant, though. So guess who keeping this nigga? It's like... Yes, you keeping a worthless person. Nobody is jealous of the fact that you are keeping a worthless individual. And I the problem is, somebody, some of y'all don't know how pathetic your partners are. So you think that that person's worth holding to, holding on to, because nobody's ever told you the truth about how terrible they are. Or if they have, you don't fucking listen. So you stay with this terrible person, and you let them keep embarrassing you and ruining your life and doing all this fuck shit. And then every time they get caught, they go, okay, well, let me put another baby in you or let me buy you a Birkin. Well, they can't afford no Birkin. Let me they buy you. That, they call that damage control. Let me do yeah. damage control. Yeah, and like, then after like a week or two weeks, they back at the bullshit. Immediately. And that's why I'm just like, I don't feel sorry for two people seeing the real um, witnessing, okay, this is not going in my favor, but I'm so um, defeated mentally in myself, and I'm so insecure that I would rather be miserable and stay so they don't have a reason to go be free. And that shit right there is just like, what the fuck? Because are you allowing them to eat up your time and the time that you could be with someone that actually cares about you and will treat you correctly because you don't want to see them benefit off of being happy with who they really want and the lifestyle they really want. So a lot of times two people could be in the same relationship for two different reasons, benefiting off of each other for two different reasons. Uh-huh. And on the outside, it looks like, oh, my God, they've been together for 13 years. Or they've been together for 15 years or 20 years. I mean, I guess they're happy because it's working. It's not working. It's a, it's a functioning uh, 
it's a functioning um roommate situation it's yeah. a functioning oh this person's a cook and the maid and i'm the one that uses a hammer sometimes or i cut the grass or i make sure i pick up extra shifts so by the time i get home they're asleep and i could feel like i'm here by myself it's that shit yeah Stay away. Stay away relationships. <laughs> you know? This shit is crazy. That's bad. And what, what, when, in the beginning, you were talking about how people think everything should be quick, fast, in a hurry. The music is quick, fast, in a hurry. The dances are quick, fast, in a hurry. The trends are quick, fast, in a hurry. And now people are just like, oh, my God. We met a month ago. I want you to move in. In like four months we've been living together for the past six months i think i'm gonna propose then i proposed to them they said yes because you know why they ain't have no place to stay so where the fuck they gonna go they <laughs> then um they looking at all of these reasons to spend your money mm. right and they make this huge wedding with a whole bunch of people you ain't never met a lot of these people are in relationships and haven't met their parents until the wedding. Jesus Christ. Whereas back in the day, you dated someone, you courted someone for months, and then eventually, through interest of on both sides, you're just like, oh, my mom is coming into town, or I'm going to my mom's house for dinner. I want you to come. And then you meet their parents, and then they feel you out by how you interact with the other family. And then they might see you in church or in a grocery store, and they might listen to what their son says about you in your absence, what their daughter says about you. They watch their daughter's mannerisms or mood over the few months. Um, how has she improved? How have you improved as a man since this woman been in your life? And then when you do propose, it's some real shit. Exactly. <laughs> the old school way. That's what's called old school, y'all. Old school dating. <laughs> now people be in relationships with complete strangers, be like, Well, I don't I think you talk to your your mom too much. I want you to stop calling her. You can only call her once every three months. I think you go to your family's house too much. I don't want you telling, you know, nobody our business. And your business is him beating your ass. Yeah. And that's already a red flag. Who is this person that comes in your life telling you to calm down your relationships with family? With family. That's already a red flag. I'm like, yo, don't, what are you talking about? Like, you're not going to tell me how often I can see my parents or whatever I had going on situated before you. Like, you either work in work into this situation or you don't. I'm not going to tell you how often you can go see your family or how much time you spend with your mom or or cousins or whatever it is like that's that's their family they were there before you and that should let you know that that person's mental ain't correct if that's what they think they can just come into your life now i get it there are people who do that yeah. so and i think also those people are hunters for that that type of individual the minute yeah. you're not about that bullshit, which they'll figure out on the date they use the dating conversation the the, the wrong way well they'll ask the questions they need to know to make sure you're weak and then that you'll follow whatever their instructions are, and then they'll try and date you. They wouldn't try and date a normal person that's like, man, you don't get the fuck out of here with that book. Or you'll come on the first date and be like, yo, so you spend a lot of time with your family? You're like, yeah. 
Yeah, you got to cut that shit out with me and you get together. <laughs> Another person would be like, yeah, I don't know who the fuck you think I am, but that ain't going to stop. You know what I mean? And then they're like, okay, I'm not dealing with this person anymore. But the person they go on a date, they're like, you going to have to cut some of that time out with your family? They're like, well, you know, for you, I could, I could possibly do that. They're like, got him. Mm. They don't, you don't see, it's very rare when you see them pushing around strong-minded individuals that are like, yo, nah, I'm not doing that. Like, you're not going to tell me how my life works and who I can hang out with and all that as far as family goes. Now, if you have boundaries about them hanging out with opposite sex or ex-boyfriends and stuff, that's fine. That's normal stuff. Right. But, but family? Nah. Or, and I'm not talking about, let's, let's put this disclaimer on there. We're not talking about your fake brothers and sisters, people. <laughs> Don't try that bullshit either. We know what that is. Even, like, I can see this. Okay, let's say someone comes into your life. Y'all been dating for a while. Y'all courting each other. Everything's good. It's nothing toxic. And they start to view, like, you know, when your mom calls, you know, while you're trying to get to work or while you're getting your kids ready and she's, you know, asking you for money, but she's never around or she doesn't help out or she doesn't call any other time and you keep giving her money, but you're in a hole and, you know, your brother only comes over here to use your car, leave it empty. And they, they're seeing like, okay, these people are using you. I feel like if the, if that's the situation, I don't mind someone being like, you know what? You need to tell your family or your brother no. Or you need to tell your mom, you know, there's a better time to call me, not early in the morning. No, I cannot give you money. I cannot send you anything. I have things that my my family, my kids need. I can't do it. Like, that's different. But if no one's using you, no one's harming you, and this person doesn't like that other people can see you happy and it's not them, then yeah, that's a that's a hell of a red flag, you know? And you got to be able, able to peep shit like that. But a lot of those people like to hog all your space so you can never see them from afar or you can't get a break to step back from it to be like, oh, yeah, that's fucked up. Yeah. We got two messages. Let me play. And they always want these high expectations. They were like, I want a guy that makes 250000 a year. But at the end of the day, these bitches ain't even, even, even if, even if we do make 250000 a year or we make a million a year, they not even on the level for the person that makes that fucking money. That's just fucking hilarious when they be talking. It just sounds like a bunch of bullshit. That's what it boils down to. Bullshit. Let me tell you something. Even me. Even me. A man. Let's say this man works in corporate. And he makes over 250k a year. First of all. I automatically know this man really does not have time. To, uh-huh. to be around me on the level that I would need a man. And he's the, he's a source out man. He's the man that's like, okay, I pay somebody to do the lawn. I pay somebody to come, you know, redo the bathroom. I I gave you the money for this, but I can't come to a game. I can't come to the party. I'm flying out for a business meeting. That is a a a uh man bank. There yeah. are a lot of women out here thinking they want a man bank, 
and they're going to turn around and say, I want a man bank, even if they get the man bank, they still going to have the boyfriend that's doing less on the side. And the man bank going to be email Doka. So <laughs> it really don't matter. You go, you think man bank ain't going to have a uh, private secretary on them flights and meetings. Right. He busting her ass like, you, right. you you want man bank all you want, and <laughs> man bank out here doing them too. Right. And you're getting the worst of it because you're doing it with the broke motherfucker. Listen, and don't think like them rich women that marry a man bank type of man, they know that that man is not faithful. They know that that man is probably talking to whole bunch of younger women in their 20s and they probably in their 40s and 50s and uh-huh. and you'll see them all the time on tiktok and they'll go up to them and be like man what do you do and they drive in this expensive ass car everything they got is designer what do i do i'm married <laughs> yeah. because they know they would rather deal with the man that gave them the options of a lifestyle they wanted to live and they would rather be single in that marriage and not give a fuck as long as they have what they have. Facts. Either facts. Let's run through the rest of the messages. Chan is my name. And OG, triple OG, what's popping, what's cracking, what's shaking? It's your man, FNG, sliding through. I had to come through and show y'all love. It takes two to be in love. Oh, yes, it definitely does take two. But you can be in love with someone by your single-ass self. Make sure that you get a job. You can't be broke out here and in love. Broken in love just makes you end up like Romeo and Juliet. Anyway, share the show, clip up the show, follow you two amazing hosts, and everybody participate in the show, and then make sure to drop a whole bunch of messages showing your host love. And you really want your host. Hit that tip and also subscribe. It's your man, FNG. Stereo all aboard. Stand clear of the closing doors, please. Boom boom. Every bracket, mm. man. Listen, what's up? Thank you for that. We got who? Hey girlfriend, hey. So I'm just responding to what you said real quick um about family members. Um I have a real problem with the at the per of the person's status. If it's like you're someone's girlfriend or boyfriend and you just started dating them and you're telling me how to treat my mother who's been in my life mm-hmm. all my life. Because you think it's too early in the morning for me to talk to my mom, that's crazy to me. Um, and at the end of the day, there's people with different cultures because, like, a lot of Caribbeans wind up sending money back home to their family members. So mm-hmm. you just need to know that going in. If you're dating, sorry to be stereotypical, like an African person or a Caribbean person, they might be sending some money through Western Union. Um, so you're going to have to determine if you want to build a life with that person, that's going to be an ongoing issue or problem for you because it's not going to change that's something that's embedded in them from the time they're kids so it's like also what is your status in your place in the other person's life because mm-hmm. it is you can't come before mom and you're not coming before my my mom so and that's what i was saying that that's why that's a red flag mm-hmm. who like that who comes into your family is like hey you change your relationship with your your family now for me like, i don't know you right you know, i'm not i'm not doing that and on top of that um, just like you said, with the with the West Indian, the Caribbean families, where mm-hmm. it's the money back, that's all good if it's talked about before the relationship. You know, you get to that point. Once we start sharing bank accounts and all that, that's got to be a conversation. How much are you send? Yeah. Do you make enough to be sending money? You can't be working at McDonald's and and making fifteen an hour and be sending them one hundred thirty dollars. You know, every week out your check that we can't afford that now. And- what i was hinting at because i i i i do have a caribbean family i do know cousins who moms call from saint lucia and call 
from this and they'd be like it'd be five in the fucking morning and there's a time difference but you know this person has three kids you know this person is a single mom and you know this person is check to check and you call here faithfully whenever and say i need this i need that i need that but there's it's never a reciprocation right and so a lot of times when you're super giving and you don't set those boundaries even family will see that and it's hard for you to try to build a relationship and that person that really cares about you and wants to build better with you sees that and you're not putting up the boundary because it isn't their place to put up that boundary but you are going to stress your relationship like you just said if someone wants to marry you but they don't want to feel like financially i can't share nothing with you because you can't tell people no yeah and the whole thing would you what you will learn from that is if you don't put up that boundary with your family the boundary will be put up on you yeah like me will be like hey let me tell you something we're doing the math here and this ain't working like you got to figure something else out you can't keep giving your family money and it was like oh no this is what i do i'm like cool i'm (laughs) And that's it. I'm not. I'm not gonna sit. There. Listen, I'm not gonna change you. Right. You know, I'd be a hypocrite if I were like I'm gonna change this person. As much as I talk about people who do that, so I'm gonna have a conversation with you. And if it, the shit ain't making sense and it, it don't make sense, literally, <laughs> like then I'd be like, yo, um, you can do this to somebody else. That's mm-hmm. it. You know, you're not gonna sit here and break our household and not make enough money to send money. Like you, you have to also understand yourself. I financially yeah. cannot do this. Yeah. I don't care that that's your family. They need to understand from your mouth, hey, I can't afford to support you from here in America. I don't have a good enough job. So when I do, maybe we'll start this up again. But right now I got kids and a life with this other motherfucker and uh, this is what I want to build. I can't support the whole family in St. Lucia. Sorry. Can't do that. So y'all gonna have to just be on hold or take your asses to work over there, whatever it is y'all do. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, so, and that's the discussion. That That's on you, though. Like, mm-hmm. if you, you and your partner had that conversation and you want to be stubborn about it, but you also, you should have found it out before you got in too deep. You yeah. know, you look into when you date other people from other uh, areas and yeah. that's, you don't just be like, oh, you're a human. I'm going to date you. Like, no, nah, find out what that family background's like. Find out what they celebrate, their religion, all that. Because that's going to be part of your life. You need to be looking into this stuff. And that's why the discussions that people today are having as far as, like, dating apps and DMs and all of that, y'all thinking, like, physically, I want this person. But mentally, you don't know shit about them. And then when y'all do see each other, y'all don't know how to talk face-to-face because y'all too busy in y'all phones damn time you're not asking those questions you're not asking you know so where's your family from do your does your parents live here do you have you know siblings that live here because if you did and they said oh no my parents you know they live in japan but i send money home every week or i'm or i'm the oldest sibling and i'm in charge of paying for my younger sister's tuition you would know financially oh you got you got priorities I can't even fathom. Yeah. Well, what about when we have children? They their tuition need to get paid. Yeah. <laughs> what are we talking about here? Because that is a culture thing where a lot of um, older siblings are guilted by their 
parents to pay for their younger sibling to go to college or, or, you know, pay their tuition because traditionally that's just how they do it. And if they don't do it, a lot of them are disowned by shit like that. And that's, I think that's a conversation if you're dating or you want to be engaged with someone, how can you not know that? I'm I'm also just glad I was raised old school black where we keep all of our money from the other family members. <laughs> <laughs> I would not fathom besides like giving my parents some money if they needed it, which they really yeah. don't. I do it out of the kindness of my heart because they, you know, supported me my whole life. Yeah. But I wouldn't, I'm not paying for shit for anybody else. I'm not loaning right. money to nobody because when I needed that shit, Besides my parents, like it wasn't that wasn't happening from other people. So mm-hmm. I cannot sit here and imagine myself being like, you know, I would help pay somebody else's tuition and help them get through, or I'd loan somebody money. At this point in my life, I don't even have anybody in my circle that would call and ask me for money. Not mm-hmm. because I ain't got it, it's because they know better than to do some shit like that and they got themselves together. I also Same. don't want to hang out with broke ass people. So that- <laughs> you know. I have one cousin in this country that can ever like text my phone or call me and say, you know, and you know, can you help me with such and such? And I'll send it. I'm, 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 and I always send more than she's asking for because she has more kids than me, but she's absolutely by herself. But as far as like one of my cousins in Jamaica calling me and being like, Hey, can you send me some? No. Cause first of all, I don't hear from you no other time. I haven't seen you in over a decade. And the only reason why you hit me up is because you probably seen me on the internet or somewhere, or you seen some type of article and you thinking, oh, she must have money or she must have some shit going on or she should be able to say yes. Who's the most, who's the person in the family that's more likely to have it? Let me call them. And I'm just like, no, take me off that list right now. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I might be worse because you call me in the middle of the night, be like, yo, cuz, I, I just got locked up. I need some bail money. Before you finish saying the word money, I done hung up on you. Mm. And then you try to call back and you're blocked. Like, that's how I'm, I'm don't ask me for shit. I'm right. not calling you no damn money because you know what? I'm not going to have to ask you for the money back. And if you dare think you're going to say that line that poor ass people love saying, yo, you got it. Right. Then I'm going to punch your fucking teeth in the back of your neck. I- I hate when other people count other people's pockets. That's usually why they ask you for the money because they've been counting your pockets. And that's why I say no up front. And I hate it. And it's dark. More of these messages. Yep. Uh, I just want to say my man that just commented, uh, he has a radio voice. If he's not a radio host, he needs to be one. <laughs> or F and G. That's the thing that a lot of people don't do. They don't take the time to figure out what people's customs, beliefs, boundaries, what their family dynamic is. It's very, very odd. Because if you're not, like, what are y'all talking about? Yeah, a lot of people do love their significant other, but they don't have respect or care for the culture, too. Mm. Mm -mm -mm. I only do money with one person in my family, and that's my sister. That's it. Period. 
I feel like it's the worst scenario for me would be like living in my mother-in-law's house and having her think that like I need to be the maid and the cook for her and the whole family um and recently like toxic motherhood has been discussed and I know there are mothers that have real weird relationships with their sons where they kind of feel like their son is their man and so if their son buys things for the wife they're expecting um for you know the, the son to also buy things for them so if the wife gets a new Louis Vuitton bag, then they want a new Louis Vuitton bag. It's, it's weird. So, yeah, I mean, and unfortunately, sometimes you don't really learn this stuff until you're in too deep. Mm. Um, or you're just trying to get that ring and stuff like that. And you think that you can put up with certain nonsense, but really you can't once you're like in the family. And if it's cult- cultural, it's definitely harder and worse. But it's like a lot of discussions and pay attention to red flags. That's what I would say, like early pay attention to red flags. Act. Please don't waste your time not paying attention. But do people actually know what love is, though? Like, a lot of people don't define love the same way, so... And that's super important. I'm glad she said that. I think a lot of people don't even have the conversation about have you ever been in love? What about that relationship made you feel like you were in love? How do you want to be loved? How do you show love? Do you even like PDA? Is part of love me not seeing you for five days out of each week? Because sometimes that is. Uh So, what do you think? Well, the problem is you're not getting to that point in the conversation because you're looking for good vibes. If this generation of people don't stop that dumb shit about as long as the vibe is right, like that's why so many of y'all, the vibe is always gonna be right when you meet somebody in the club and you're drunk off alcohol and you find mm-hmm. them attractive. That isn't a vibe, that's natural human instinct where it's like, yeah, I'm feeling good, this person look good, we dancing, whatever they say gonna be right to me. But if yeah. he came up and he was funky, he was out of shape and all that, and you were drunk, you still be like, nah, this ain't, this ain't the vibe I'm looking for. So y'all go on dates, with that same stupid ass mentality. Oh man, if this vibe ain't right. And the vibe could be ain't gonna be right to you because you don't know how to hold a conversation. And that person mm-hmm. does. Person comes in. I know I asked well, women that before when in on in, when I was dating. It was like, hey, are you in the PDA? You know, what what's your family dynamic like? What mm-hmm. are you looking for? You know, what do you want as far as this? You know, what do you do for a living? <laughs> and if the whole time she's struggling or I get that reply what is this an interview mm-hmm. I knew that shit was over and I'd be like yeah I'm wasting my time on this date because this is this is one of those dummies that's looking for a vibe yeah and, and when I have a conversation you want to sit look at her phone every now and then and want me to say something stupid like yo me and your shoes your shoes ain't as nice as mine <laughs> oh you know uh, what what about the last episode of Love and Hip Hop I ain't got time for that this is a fucking interview it's an interview <laughs> Mm-hmm. And I'm interviewing you to see if we can really build and if you are worthy of working for my company, just like a job. Am I worthy of working for yours? Should we hire each other? Yay or nay? Maybe you're looking for a vibes company. I'm looking for a company that's going to make tons of profit. I'm Apple. You're fucking some coin-based company that just came out overnight. And you can keep that shit. You see what happened to FTX today, if y'all mm. follow I love it. And I think another great question is like, 
asking about somebody's upbringing. Yeah. Um, I remember being in a relationship with number three and we were already like in it type thing. And he was like, so your mom would just let you and your brothers fight. And I was like, yeah, we used to tear up the house. We used to throw weights across the room. We used to break chairs, all types of shit. You know, um, there was really like no, you know, boundaries, you know? And mm. he was he was like, damn, if you would have told me that, I would have never been in a relationship with you. Because people will absolutely judge you based upon your upbringing because they feel like, from what I saw on TV or from what I read, you're not fixable or there's something wrong with you. When in actuality, I was a kid and there was a parent in the household, but they didn't discipline. Uh-huh. Right. And so a lot of times I say that to say just because someone grew up maybe with one parent or grew up as an orphan doesn't mean like they can't be a CEO. Doesn't mean like they can be the most loving, compassionate parent. Doesn't mean like they wouldn't know how to have a healthy relationship. But that's that's a conversation that is better had up front than finding out, you know, because you burnt the rice. Now this this girl is like in the kitchen throwing plates and breaking stuff. Yeah. Because <laughs> that's how she grew up. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. And, and I think for men and women, we don't act stuff like that. Like even the, the main video that's going around now this week is Scrappy addressing his mom about him being raised in a whorehouse in a trap. And he was telling her face to face, I grew up watching people come in and out of there, do dope, have sex. I wasn't allowed to go in my room because I didn't know who was going to be in there. Um, I saw too much stuff. So basically in all of his relationships, he got trust issues. He got issues where he just go left. But I feel like over time, of course, he got better. But a lot of people don't address their parents for what they saw and what they um, experienced that's that's playing out in their adult life. And they're trying to figure out, like, what the fuck? Uh But again, if you don't have those discussions with people that you think you're in love with or you want to build with and you just think, oh, I know his favorite color is blue. Let's get married. <laughs> what? Y'all yo, yo, be doing that shit. I know his favorite color and I know he likes Jordans. That means he's my soulmate. And he got me pregnant on the second night we was together. So this is it. He put a baby in me like he said at the bar. <laughs> and that's a, that's a whole nother I'm gonna play these messages that's a whole nother problem because our grandmothers and maybe some of our mothers may have had a discussion with the women the young women in the family and say make sure you go for the man that loves you more than you love him I don't even know why you say it like that though <laughs> my thing is like maybe that worked back in the day yeah, that shit don't work now. That don't 
That's just somebody taking advantage of you with the sport. (laughs) Yeah. And and that type of thinking where they probably had kids and that man was like, well, I guess I got to be with this woman now because she got my kid. Uh These men men don't give a fuck. Uh A kid is about to keep no man. Uh, A kid is not about to motivate no man to be at a job for 30 years. People are changing jobs every other year. Mm-hmm. So it's different, and you can't. Some I think sometimes you can go to your grandmother for advice. You can go to your mom for advice with these new relationships, but a lot of times you gotta ask the friend or the peer whose relationship you see in the most honest form, and be like respect you as an individual, or I respect y'all as a couple, can you give me some advice? Uh But sometimes your parents just ain't it. I don't believe that. I'm gonna go through these messages. A lot of people don't understand that their understanding of love is directly correlated with their childhood trauma. What they didn't Mm -hmm. receive from their parents usually becomes what they want from their partner. Um, A lot of people have to reprogram or deprogram themselves from what they were taught in childhood or what they saw in childhood instead of repeating unconscious patterns. Somebody Mm -hmm. somebody got some therapy talking in the night. I'll see you. Come on, Miko. I'll see you, Miko. Nah, I gotta see somebody in all four seasons before I commit. Come on. Okay, Thanks. pause, pause, pause. I always say this. If you haven't seen your person angry, mad, sad, depressed, insecure to some degree, um, feeling self-conscious, crying, y'all are not ready for an engagement and y'all are definitely not ready to be because you do not want to get the surprise of a lifetime and be like, did this man just put a hole through my kitchen, tear off a door, and 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 purposely crash the car and come in and take a nap? So you know what's so valid about that statement? Why do you think there were so many breakups during the pandemic? Listen, because they actually had to deal with each other. They Everybody weren't... got to see those seasons. You started, Woo! that was the first time y'all had to have real conversations. None of you were out there pretending to work and get the bag or could go around cheating with other people because y'all had to stay away from each other. So you were. Oh no, did he get a call? Dungeon! He must have got a call. I think not being loved informs your concept and understanding of love as well. Um, I know I had a friend um, and, you know, she didn't grow up feeling like she was spoiled by her dad or her parents or whatever. So she was always looking for that from men. Mm -hmm. And it was direct correlation because she didn't get um, attention in her childhood. So she thought love was expensive dates and flowers and chocolates and this romantic fairy tale stuff and she was perfectly fine with being like um you know being a gold digger kind of like she actually watched videos on it but it was crazy and also just like toxic love in terms of like um men as well like if they're neglected from their moms then they demand all this stuff from women so definitely dig deep with those questions too and listen 
Uh, if there's been like abuse or trauma and it hasn't been healed, it could definitely like come into your relationship for sure. Facts. Yeah. Yes. Finish what you were saying. Um, what was I saying? The, uh, you were the, saying about like the seasons and the pandemic. Oh yeah. You had to sit there and, um, you actually had to get to know someone. That was the mm -hmm. first time where basically everything we talk about on this show had to come into play for people where mm -hmm. you can't, you was so much time together. You can't sit there and fucking build your phone. Yeah. You have to talk. Like we don't went through, like what did people say? We finished all of Netflix <laughs> during the pandemic. Like, so at some point you had to look at your partner and be like, so what do you do for a living? And they was like, what? <laughs> you know, you're, like, you're like, yeah, I'm just used to seeing the back of your head while giving you these back shots. I don't really ask oh, the question. And then she's like, nigga, I work at McDonald's. And he's like, oh, so you're poor. <laughs> like it's like and then it's like oh well so let me bring up with this person i didn't know that they weren't doing shit you know mm -hmm. what do you do for a living sir oh well you know i'm a rapper and she's like are you signed no of course not i just go to the studio once a month when i can afford it and like when you find that kind of stuff out it's like oh i'm dating the fuck person yeah this is like you can hide all of that when life is going on, because people got, there are people who have to work and have kids and families and other responsibilities. So you can pretend pandemic stopped pretending mm -hmm. because you had to be yourself. You couldn't lie no more. You were caught. You were trapped in a room for weeks with one other person. Couldn't go out and cheat with another person because it's pandemic time. They may not want you around their kids. They don't want you around their sick parents. Half of all you broke ass motherfuckers still live with your parents. So therefore, you had to stay in that little hut, hotel room, under the bridge, uh, shelter, wherever it was that you was with your significant other. And then you finally realized they have nothing going for themselves and that they had no money. Because right. y'all both had lied to each other about getting in the bag. And then that's when y'all both found out y'all both broke. And two broke people don't need to be with each other. Nope. Dummies. Um, <laughs> before I play this message, you said something on one of the, um, one of the clips in the poll before the show, and you were talking about how people, um, confuse loyalty with being in love, right? And yes. I, th I think a lot of people are in loyalty jail. Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. So people who people who manipulate and people who use you always like to pull the loyalty card when they feel like they have nothing left or they feel like you are like you are focused on leaving now. But you just gonna throw all of that away or you know, we done did this together, we did that. If you leave you not being loyal. I thought you was loyal, I thought you was down for me. Ride or die. Let me tell you something. The most unloyal people scream loyalty the loudest. Uh -huh. Because no one's checking them when they're disrespecting, when they're using um, you for gains and they're not pouring in or they're not showing up how they should. And when they feel caught up 
they start to bring up old shit that don't matter no more. And what's so crazy is if the memories that you've had with a person is better than what's it been it's been currently, why would you stay? Why? Cause cause you're a dummy. That's all loyalty jail is dummy. I have the perfect example that I saw once on they call it the internet. Where mm-hmm. there's a little side I watched where it was like loyalty going wrong, where it was this this guy and the woman from the Bronx, of course. And the guy was souping his, his woman up about, yeah, I'm about to go pop this op here at the bodega. Let's go shoot him right now, blah, blah, blah. She's like, yeah, that's right, baby. Let's go get him. Let's go get him. Now, clearly, this is a piece of shit drug dealing man that she was with. Maybe not a drug dealer. He was fat and broke, whatever he was. They show the video footage of them walking up to that guy at the bodega. And the woman walks up first trying to act like she got a man's back to approach the nigga. Who's the op? The op, she pulls, she like punches him in the back of the head. He pulls out a gun and shoots her in the head. And that bitch ass nigga that she was with ran the fuck off. So that's what loyalty with a lot of these broke ass bitch niggas will get you nowadays. Either dead. And, you know, I'm sure she has some kids with them too. You know, (laughs) but if you're, you're, that's what that, that kind of terrible loyalty will get you. Like, why would you? One, even be loyal to someone who's putting you in that situation. I'm about to go shoot this nigga. You coming with me? Yeah, that makes sense. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's ridiculous, man. It's absolutely ridiculous. So, You know who's learning their lesson hard this week? Uh, The Migos? No. Uh, I figured you know because I'm sure your city was packed today. It was. They had a thing at the Mercedes-Benz Stadium, but Erica Mena. Oh, what she do now? Um, basically, she married. First of all, she married a Jamaican. <laughs> no, I, I know who she was with, but like, but what, what, I thought it was just... they they're they're going through their divorce, and she got the settlement right. So she got full custody of the kids, which she was happy about. And then after she's on the phone, with the lawyer, she's talking like, how much does he has to pay? And he, he she has to pay him child support or something, right? I know. I think what she what he has to pay is like four thousand something, and she's pissed off about it, right? Mm-hmm. My thing is the whole idea of women having babies by men who they know are not equipped to be in the monogamous relationship, or even respect you as a woman mm-hmm. and have kids for like a lifetime salary. That shit is over. These courts are catching on to women and their shit. And yep. so I feel like since since Love and Hip Hop started and she was on there and she was dating a woman and then she was dating a man and whatever. Mm-hmm. Even when she was dating Bow Wow, I'm just like, sis, you got self-work to do, right? And mm-hmm. it's hard for you to say that you're in love with a person who you know they have work to do, self-work, and you got self-work to do, but y'all just skip over that, and y'all force this relationship that has its issues, and then y'all force our engagement, and then y'all force a marriage, and y'all have the same problems y'all had when y'all were courting each other in your marriage, but now you brought babies into it. Yeah. Um And so... 
this whole idea of you being in love, that's why you didn't know. You were looking at, let me get invested so I can get this man for whatever he got and then leave him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, it's funny, like, you you would marry this nigga Safari as if he wasn't married to one of the richest women in the rap game and she left him. Now, you wouldn't see that as a red flag, but like, well, why didn't that work out? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, well, they weren't. They, wait, what? They, they weren't married. They were. They were dating. Yeah, they were dating when she blew up. But I mean, she never seemed to even look back at that that joke of a man, you know. And Safari clearly is a joke. But I just listen. I'm not mad at him for doing what he does because he's a piece of shit. And it's it's like the whole I'm I'm demon dicked by him, and then fall in love with him because, like, first of all, he's one step up from Herschel Walker. I can tell you that right now. Oh my God. Yeah, I said, I said it. I said what I said. They've been doing him so bad. He's in the one news. step up from Herschel Walker. You can't, it, when it when I struggle to understand what you're saying when it comes to putting a sentence together, or yeah. every time you talk, it looks like you're, you're one of the, you know, kids that went to the trailer or was in the slow classes. I, I have questions. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm just like, yeah, this wasn't, I don't think that was the right decision, but I understand Erica Mena. You know, you need a storyline. You've been on the show since it started. And, um, you know, Safari gave you that good dick. And you were mm-hmm. dumb enough to fall for the, I'm in love with you in the tears. But this man is very, very slow. Very Isn't slow. Isn't that like, if you're going to be invested in a man like that, make it just business. Yeah, make it just business, just like Nicki Minaj made it just business. He wrote for her. He yeah, uh, she got the hooks out of him, paid him. He he, he got gave rid of him. It's this this persona of a deep mm-hmm. voice and, and being animated, and she was like, "All right, I got what I needed. I'm out." And now she's making hundreds of millions. He. Hey y'all! Quick note. I wanted to invite you to follow me on Good Pods. If you haven't heard of it yet, it's like Goodreads or Instagram for podcasts. It's new, it's social, it's different, and it's growing really fast. I post it a lot of times on Instagram and on my Twitter. On Good Pods, we can follow each other to see what we're all listening to. And like other podcast players, you can search for the shows and play them right on the app and web for free. And you could talk to the people who are listening to podcasts and other podcasters. And that's the best part, in my opinion. Great way to grow your podcast. Good Pods is there with a comment section next to every episode. So there's no reason why people don't know what you're doing. I'm excited to hear your feedback and questions and what you liked about each episode. You can find me on Good Pods on the web or goodpods.com. Or you can just download the app on your Android or your iPhone. You can use the link in my show notes. My username is Shambi Podden. Follow me and I'll follow you back. <laughs> okay. You got to use her clout for a little bit. But now at this point, I almost totally disassociate him from Nicki Minaj. And if I was him, I would have never let that shit go. I'd be like, don't y'all ever forget. I was the one fucking Nicki first before she started marrying all these rapists. No, sorry, pedophile, pedophile. <laughs> she's like, man, all these pedophiles, niggas is raping 
whatever they do, she has a weird obsession for. <laughs> Let me play these messages. Happy example is um, really great, and that's what started the conversation about toxic um, masculinity or toxic motherhood or whatever. Um, I think specifically what was powerful is when he was saying, like, you know, like, don't take it out on me. Like, take it up with your with your mother and your father. And also when he was just talking about the fact, like, that, yes, yeah, she gave him money to start up his rap career and stuff. But at the end of the day, she had him in an environment that was disgusting, that was traumatic, that was, you know what I'm saying? Like, if your mother is, is a um, bragging the whole time about being a pimp. How do you? How is that child supposed to grow up and have a healthy marriage? And and the fact that he wanted to like have a healthy marriage, but she's always putting drama in it, and she still is unapologetic about it, so she doesn't have any boundaries. I think it's very powerful, and it's the whole concept of your childhood and trauma. And mm-hmm. I hope it impacts people to heal at the end of the day, because we all need that. I'm I'm glad we all watched the final episode of Love and Hip Hop Atlanta this week, because I'm like. I'm like, damn, all y'all up to date on that that whole situation? Like, but what's so crazy that- is you know, I don't even watch that shit. I just saw the clip. But I remember in the past, like in like college, them being on the show and him going through shit with his old child's mother. Yeah. And his mom being in the middle of it. Kind of like Jim Jones' mom. Like Yeah, they got the same type of mom. Messy Jim Jones' mom, Jones, former drug addict. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like crazy. So yeah, I'm glad um, people got to see that because a lot of men commented on that and was like, "Man, I grew up the same way." Or even Richard Pryor. Richard Pryor grew up in a brothel with his grandma. Yeah, his mom was a hoe. His mom was a whore. Yeah, that's just not help. Like it comes back later on in life. Like, it, and when men get old enough to understand those feelings. And have talked about it. Scrappy's in a mm-hmm. situation where he probably goes to therapy or has been to therapy and brought that up. And the therapist was like, you need to talk to her about that. But unfortunately yes. for him, his mother is nonsensical and don't make no sense because her, her response, I believe, when he said that was, yeah, if you don't want me to say things, don't tell me stuff. And it's just like, he's like, no, it don't that's have to be that, that way. That, like, you just don't have to that say that. stubborn defensiveness. Yeah, like, she's like, I'm your mother. I can tell people whatever you say to me. He's like, what the fuck is wrong with you? That's not how that works. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, so it, it's hard for you to heal from those that type of trauma when the person you talking to is, a, is, a, is an idiot, you know, and they're also deflecting and defensive about what you, where your trauma came from. Like, she was looking at him like, mm-hmm, yeah, I was a pimp. Yeah, yeah, I had you in a bad situation. And then you're like, yeah, but she was like, but, oh, well, give me a hug. And I'm like, well, that's the best he's going to get out of her. Because even, if, like, she with therapy with somebody like her, it's going to take a lot of breaking down barriers. Yeah. To get her to understand. Because she's been living that life and thinking what she's been thinking, look, she's 58 years. And ain't nobody asking her or questioning her about it. Her um, own separate therapy and then yeah. group therapy. Yeah, you, she can't even be in sketch. Like, somebody got to talk to her about, like, do you think that the way you lived your early life was all right? Were you cool with that? Like, yeah. that was mentally healthy for you. And get her to be like, no, it wasn't. And then why? As opposed to just being like, I do what I do to make money and help my child and not to fuck his life up because he's a rich rapper. Mm. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I don't want us to stop these the message flows. We'll, we'll get back to the I had to one thing I had to discover for myself and 
being in love and being in a relationship is um, respecting my own boundaries and not disrespecting my boundaries and then blaming my partner for that, right? It's like everybody's going to test you because some people don't even know that they're testing you or that they're um, impeding upon a boundary. And if you don't speak up and say, you know, that this is going to cause an issue or this is causing an issue and this is why. And being smart and mindful about the words you're using because, of course, you know, you want to lead with love. But if you don't do that and then you have resentment towards your partner for you disrespecting their boundaries, you're going to have issues. And you have to take a second to say, is Mm. Come on, Vondell, finish it. This is about 15 years of mental health uh, experience as a professional in the field. So definitely red flags are something I could spot from a mile away. Yeah, we we hear it in your comments. (laughs) We hear it. And that's when they first realized, I really don't like this nigga. Right. Seeing seeing how they react to certain levels of life because you can't be in a relationship with nobody and be like, we're in love and you've never seen them when they're broke or when someone has ran off with their things or they got laid off. How do they react? Because people with money completely shift into a different person when they don't have money and vice versa. Uh-huh. And so, um seeing a person's true character and being like, I could deal with this person's pros and cons, I think that's what's going to withstand time and you pouring into them. But a lot of people don't even stick around to see it. The the one main question I began to ask myself and I me and Pearl said this ourselves during the pandemic is how do you jobless motherfuckers just stay without a job? That's after like two weeks, I'm like, yo, what the fuck is I got I need something to do. How do you literally wake up every day and do nothing forever? Just not not like I feel like being homeless is a job. Because you gotta do stuff to be homeless. You gotta pay and handle, you gotta find and get back to the shelter. You, you know what I mean? Like it's, you gotta do shit to be homeless. But to just be worthless is different. Cause you got a couch to stay on. Yes. You get up every day. You might, may or may not take your mama garbage out, and you just go back to the couch, smoke your weed, and start playing the video games, and that's it. I don't. But then you sit there for the rest of the day. By the time five o'clock come, have no money. I just, I would like to talk to some, some worthless gentleman and ask them the psychology behind that. It's like, how do you go about your life every day just not being productive? Especially after a certain time period. I think I think people who do that think they're witty. Like, oh, if I I know if I be at you know my brother's house by six o'clock, that's when they usually eat. I know they save me a plate. Oh, I know if I go to my sister's house with all my dirty laundry, she got a washer stairs she could just wash it for me and I'll just come back and pick it up. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, like, yeah, maybe my mom and dad kicked me out, but if I go to my cousin's house, he'll let me stay on the couch downstairs. It's people who don't do shit, don't want to do for themselves because that's too much work, 
finding all the people in their lives who don't have boundaries and they get in. That's why I say everybody needs to set boundaries. A lot of times you set boundaries out of love. If, if, you, if you don't set boundaries, then your child is going to think, oh, they can go to school, lie about doing their work and not do it and pass uh-huh. and get things. Oh, you know, yeah, I got this truck, but if I decide I'm not making the payments for the next five months, I'm going to fight the tow truck when they come in the, in the yard to come pick it up. Like, you're out of pocket. There are boundaries for the choices you make and you don't make. And that's why people have to start giving people that shit so we can stop having these stupid discussions about, well, I don't think cheating is that bad. I don't think it's, it's logical to break up with someone for cheating. Or, you know, you really have to count your blessings. Are you really, you know, going to have your children grow up without a father or grow up with a father that comes in the house, sits in the house, eats in the house, doesn't acknowledge the kids, doesn't help get them dressed, doesn't know that uh, one of them is allergic to shellfish and they give them shellfish because they feel like that's something your mother needs to know. Your mother should have told me. Um, They don't help with homework. They're just a body in the house. But Uh you try to say that that's better than me having a healthy relationship and doing it myself because i am doing it myself what's worse is every day you get up and you don't help me as a husband as these children's father is disrespectful disrespectful i better hear so so that's why it's so like tiptoe-ish about listen to listening to the next person about what your priorities and what your household should look like because just because you're comfortable in the fucking dysfunction that you grew up in let that shit work for you how i want my kids to see love displayed is completely different i don't want to have a body in my house just to have a body in my house i want to be able to show my daughters like this is what an acceptable man is. This is what an acceptable man does. This is how a man shows up when a woman is sick. Even if he is a man, he can do your hair. Even if, you know, he's uncomfortable with uh, girly things, you can talk to him about it. You know what I'm saying? When you put someone in a position where they don't show up in, all you're doing is teaching the people around you that this shit is okay. I feel like before we get back to these messages, we get in the messages, people don't worry. I feel like there also has to be a class on to the women who do come up in like two parent households and have the fathers there to show them the right way a woman should be treated. You can't let yeah. playboy in college or that you go on that date with stop you from having your standards you can enjoy the playboy but don't let him dismiss what your dad taught you because that happens a lot too whereas like i was actually shown the right way to be treated but then i started mm-hmm. uh blue face and now i'm out here looking like a fuck fucking idiot on the internet because <laughs> this nigga done turned me out you know what i mean yeah you, you have to stop letting the player that looks good and gives you the good dick, let him reset the standard that your dad or whatever healthy 
male figure you had in your life set for you at certain points. And I mm-hmm. want, and there's got to be a class on that because a lot of uh, females get tricked into that afterwards later on in life where it's like, oh, yeah, my dad did say that I, I shouldn't, you know, let a man do this and a man should always pay for this date and pull my chair out and open the door for me and not put his hands on me. But I'm going to change this nigga. Like, you could just enjoy that time with that person. And That's an old Project Pat. It's a whole Project Pat. But we're, we're going to get these <laughs> What about when the person that you originally got together with is not the person that you realize later on in the relationship? Because we have to give credence that people do change. Yeah. You got to be ballsy enough to be like, hey, don't hate you. Um, I love you enough to tell you I cannot continue this. Um, I'm not kicking you out, but I am telling you I'm not signing this new lease. Okay, if you would like to sign it, cool, stay. But I'm getting boxes for my things. And a lot of people were never directly talked to like that. And they're going to meet that shit with drama. They're going to meet that shit with uh, manipulation. And you have to be prepared for that. This is why I do not understand why single people move in with single people and play house. Uh-huh. Because you just set yourself up for a blow up if that person is not mentally mature to understand this person has a right to have an exit if this is not going where they would like it to go. Yep. Please believe it. All right, Joshua, we got you. Loyalty gel. That 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 is so amazing. I would love to talk about that. Maybe we'll do an episode on loyalty jail because I feel like people. people are are... <laughs> I feel like he's been in regular jail too, to be honest with you. I mean, who knows? <laughs> What's funny is I just found out what lawyer was because I. Whew, it's another. I gotta. I gotta make a podcast about that. Um. Whew, wow. Loyalty should be what fuck loyalty is my issue is people be making up different definitions for what loyalty is and i'm just like dog webster's dictionary been webster's dictionary yeah they do it to be convenient for their own fuck shit that's why it's crazy my question for the audience what is a loyalty woman anyway like you know because this 2022 what what is a loyalty woman because at the end of the day Loyalty woman is not what we grew up as thinking a loyalty woman is. Loyalty woman back in the day, that's why some of our parents hopefully haven't never got divorced and they've been loyal. But other than that, nowadays it's like loyalty woman is just, they're just there and basically they're in the way because they're not doing shit, whatever, that they said that they were going to do and at the end of the day i just gonna fuck around and just be on my Will Smith shit and just be on my <laughs> swinger shit cause that's just how it is for the economy these days or be on my Nick Cannon shit and just make babies with chicks all the time okay so a loyal woman back in the day was different because her loyalty was masked by the fact that I'm a woman and I don't have rights Mm-hmm. Right? 
so her staying around wasn't really because I want to stay around with this man. It's because I don't have any option. Once women started getting opportunities and options to do for themselves, this is why a lot of men in 2022 is like, you know where women start fucking up is when they they started to have rights for shit. When women got rights, they just started fucking up. No. I think some women needed those rights to get out of those relationships that were not healthy. And I think a lot of women is kind of like giving someone a lot of money that they never had money. You're going to fuck up. You're going to make mistakes. And now today, just like I said, if you don't have boundaries, you're going to have people who try to cross them all the time. A lot of men are mad at women for not having any sense of respect or loyalty in the relationships that they want to be in with them because there's so many men with low self-esteem doing the most for women who don't deserve it. So you have a bunch of women thinking, oh, because this man did this and that and that, my expectation is here for every man I deal with. No, no, sis, if that's your expectation, you need to be constantly going up in the men you deal with. Don't come the man who has his own, um, takes care of his own, and doesn't make uh, 250K a year and tell him that, oh, if we go on a date, you need to pay for everything all the time. You pick me up in a Porsche. Bitch, you don't even have a car. So I think that there's no balance in that today because so many men are insecure with options and money. And a lot of women think, oh, this is the only man I deserve or I need to deal with because I'm setting a new standard. That is fine for you to set a new standard, but your options with a lot of men are gonna be lower. And what's not happening is there's not enough men checking women who are out of pocket thinking every man has to be this. And there's not enough women letting men know like, oh no, I'm not doing that and I'm not agreeing to have a uh, threesome because the five of the women you dealt with had a threesome, go get those women. But people are not setting that boundary to be like, I'm not dealing with you because you want these things and I don't want them. They are acting and playing like they want those things. They get into relationship and they keep making excuse after excuse after excuse to pause the thing that they want from happening. You know, we also really have to do, and we don't get to these messages, is start making shaming broke women popular. See, yes, we we shame broke niggas, especially me. Oh, I love doing it. But I feel like the reason these broke women feel so entitled as to be like, oh, I only did a man who makes a quarter million a year and I'm an administrative assistant. You feel like, who? What the fuck makes you think that that man that's making that money is dating your broke ass? I want women to understand and hear me clearly when I say this. Most men do not like no broke women. It just ain't this. We don't shame y'all as much because some of y'all hide it behind fat booties and <laughs> and box body jobs and sucking dick. But we still don't like the fact that you're broke. Now, these broke niggas walk around here arrogantly which is why they get shamed so much. You know, they walk around being happy to be broke 
and doing fuck shit like creating babies and running away from them and being broke and not paying no bills, living with their mama and demanding sex from every woman they meet. At least they don't demand a woman make a certain amount of money because that'd be stupid. But because it's so popular to shame these niggas, that's why it's a trend where it's like, yo, if a nigga ain't got this kind of money, that's why these broke women, they, they could be like, if a man ain't making this, then he can't have his pussy. Your pussy is not equivalent to a credit score or a real salary. Fuck that shit. I can't pay no mortgage with your fucking pussy unless you're using it for sex work and making that kind of money. So I stop all this. Oh, it's, it's cool to shame men for being broke, but we can't shame women on that shit. Because there's a lot of broke women out here that need some shaming. And we might, I'm going to start shaming women for being broke. I'm going to start on the men. I wrote that down so you won't forget it. I yeah, I want, I want this episode. Shame to you broke women. Shame on a woman to take <laughs> men, men, <laughs> men who go for women who are broke are men who like to break women or have broken women down. Yeah. I'm, Et I'm, a pimp. Um, someone who dolls you up at the beginning and corners you and be like bitch I know everything about your ass go do what the fuck I said uh-huh. and then that's a whole nother situation but we'll talk about it uh-huh. but that really is a thing though people are not in relationships for love they're not in relationships for anything but contractual agreements and I mean uh-huh. if that's what it is out in the open like when you when you said loyalty, people who are in relationships due to loyalty and get manipulated into staying because of yep. time, that yep. is something I see every day. Yep. So, yep. Kamiko, what is it? What is it called? The psychological term for people who refuse? It, it's um, I, I damn, I remember the name of it, but you'll know it, and you can put this in the comment. People who refuse to leave a bad situation because they they're like, well, I've invested so much time. There's, mm psychological term for it and I was like we got to do a show on that because that's one of the main reasons why not men or women just anybody will stay in a terrible relationship because they're like well I've invested so much time it's probably the second most used reason besides we got kids together (laughs) (laughs) together either like so but that time shit that's a lot we've been together eight years all right you've been making bad decisions for fucking eight years leave this motherfucker and let me tell you something. <laughs> it ain't got shit to do with money because look at Will and Jada. Yeah, exactly. The world <laughs> knows they should be <laughs> in it. Like, why are y'all doing this? Richard, it, it pains me to even see them together at this point. <laughs> oh my God. I'm like, like, I'm like, I told you, and I will stay forever with my statement behind what Will and Jada is. Will and Jada is a result of what happens when the woman who wants to be with a thug actually marries the good guy. That's mm. it. And that's why it doesn't happen. Because this is what you get. A resentful ass woman who no matter how much money you make, how much, is going to be like, you piece of shit. I always find ways to make you feel uh, less than less than worthy to be with me. Mm-hmm. Like, no matter what you do, I will always make you feel like you ain't worth my time. And I'm like, yo, that's crazy. <laughs> Jada be like, 
oh, today's Mean Will's anniversary. Let me read you a love letter Pac wrote to me. <laughs> yeah. He's <laughs> sitting there with the watery eyes, like, okay. Yo. Just let me do it to him. Let me do it. I'm like, like girl, girl, stab this man already because you are just. You lucky you're so talented to make these good movies because. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, that was, you are being mentally abused in that relationship with Yes. Oh my God. Somebody tell him. And I'm not going to lie, like just sitting like like that all day long and not doing anything and just not being productive, it brings like some sort of depression as well, you know. Yes. It's just mad, the color. I felt it. It definitely brings depression. If you're somebody that's used to being, you know, constructive and doing shit. Yeah. I think loyalty has been a term that has been long standing. I think people change what loyalty is. Yeah. Um, being loyal to a person is regardless of the circumstances, I have your best interest at heart. Um, there's something they call morality, integrity. So it's not about male or female. I think loyalty right. is universal. And this generation specifically doesn't understand that. They're only loyal to themselves. Yes. Yeah, I think Amigo might have to be the resident therapist mm. for these shows. Let me tell you. Because if to me, this is how I test that loyalty. If you respect me in my presence and you also respect me the same or if not better in my absence, that is loyalty. But if mm-hmm. you got feel like you need to switch up because someone stepped in the room or changed positions or stay quiet because you don't want to choose a side. Mm-hmm then that's the answer I need. I don't have to have a discussion of why you didn't do something or why you did. There's nothing to talk about. And I don't like how people make that a good or a bad thing or, you know, what do I do with this now? You make a decision to deal with this person still Uh or you don't. And a lot of times people shoot themselves in the foot and they continue giving that person chances and chances and chances. And once that manipulative person sees that you're giving them chance after chance after chance, they up in the antics every time. Uh-huh. So don't give room to this shit and maybe this shit won't happen. We got one more from Miko. See, me personally, I, I think there is a standard. I think that you can have... I want to date a person that can do this. I want to date a person who can do that. I don't date anybody who's not in my tax bracket, um, just for personal experience. When you have a certain amount of money or you are at a certain level of success or specifically you know who you are and what you want in life, it's a whole lot easier to relate to a person. People who are broke are usually in flight or fi- um, fight or flight mode. So I could mm-hmm. never really date someone who's broke because I don't have time in my personal schedule or where I want to be in life to help in that matter. Right. Kamiko, you dropping you dropping gems that we dropped on the show before. She's hundred percent right. Because that's the whole thing is I don't we that's why it's the equally yoked thing. If we're both making money, one we don't have time to be out here doing fuck shit. We both out here creating and building and actually bringing in income into this household. So neither of us has time to be like, oh I'm jealous of the fact that you're making money. I hate the fact you got a bonus. Yeah. And, and what and the hell kind of stupid ass thought process <laughs> to be like I can't stand the fact that my significant other's making this good money and get, and moving up in their job like even if your significant other's making 85 and you making 70 
you're not worthless neither. You're still providing and bringing in money. You're bringing in more money than right. have ever made in their life. And on top of that, your significant other is going to appreciate it because you can still hold your own and you're being, you're, it doesn't matter is that it's, it's if she's making 85 and you're making zero. <laughs> then it's going to be resentful shit. The so, whole thing, I think people be looking at it so wrong. Mm-hmm. Let's say if I was making under 100K and the person I was with was making close to 200K, right? Mm-hmm. If we decide to get married and join lives, I'm not, I don't care about how much more money you make than me. I'm grateful that I'm in a position to have a partner that allows me to have my time, mm-hmm. take care of family, and... I'm not I'm not going to be the wife that's going to leave the trash in the kitchen in the bag all day ready to go in the dumpster then in the driveway and not take it because a man is supposed to do it. My challenge for me would be since he's making our lives better outside of this household doing the work that he does. He's also losing time out on our family. Mm-hmm. How can I make sure when he comes home his experience is reciprocating to the effort he gave outside the house. And what would be even tougher for you is that you're not going to be able to get those eight day breaks that you want because you a man who support an household. You can't come home for eight days anytime. But at, but at the same time, dungeon, it would be like, damn, I don't have to worry about not being able to do this. I don't have to worry about our kids not being able to have this. Mm-hmm. I know that taken care of so my whole idea every time I get up and he's already gone for work is making sure these kids have what they need making sure they get a point A to point B safely making sure I make sure this home is running correctly and everything in the house is prepared for my people Uh life is not about oh let me meet this person let this person stress me out make me struggle make me feel less than who i was before i met them then let's join our lives together and me be more stressed and me feel more lonely and me struggle more because i'm carrying their shit that they're not handling too that is not the the example of what type of relationships we are supposed to be in but constantly if you look on tv you listen to radio and you look at social media that's what we're being fed like oh this is my ride or die they love me through the struggle you know they've been there um when you know we was sleeping outside or you know we had air mattresses and you know we don't have our own place yet we still in my mama's closet but we still together let me tell you something uh, if i'm gonna be, be in my mama's closet on the floor sleeping on an air mattress i'm yeah. gonna be there by myself i feel like this is where the shame comes in how dare you bring over a friend someone you claim is your man or your woman and you don't even have your shit together straight yes exactly and i also wouldn't pride myself in bringing someone over to my own place and having them have to sleep on the air mattress listen like i can just wait until i was able to get a bed with a frame i'm not gonna be like hey hey uh young lady you want to come over and and get busy i don't really have a, a bed but like i can put down a towel or something we can sleep on the floor <laughs> like don't. it's too much and don't get it twisted she gonna come over 
Of course. But <laughs> like she still what, don't get twisted because that like we said, the struggle love is what it is. And that's what, what she, would the, what would that say to you for who she thinks she is though? Mm-hmm. You know, it's kinda like let's say, you know, you were talking to some girl, you never went over to her place and she invites you over to her place. And as soon as she opened the door, you see rats running the kitchen, you see clothes all over the floor, you can't tell what color the carpet is supposed to be. And she says, come in, take your shoes off. I'm like, yo, she's gonna have a foul smell about her. So I'm not even, I'm not coming in the house, we're good. You have a nice night, ma'am. Let me go on and walk away. And that's why I be like, when I hear men on social media say, oh, I met this chick at the bar that was bar pussy. And somebody says, what is bar pussy? Oh, it's like when they stink, but you still just need to get a nut. So you still fuck them anyway. I'm just like, no, no. You have to have some stuff, a standard integrity about yourself to be like, if this woman stinks with her clothes on, I do not want to take them off, Sam, I am. I do not want to take them off. And when you hear people have that type of mindset, like, I didn't even like her, but I still did this. That's how you end up with a baby with a woman that you don't even know, like, or want to deal with for 18 plus years because you didn't set a standard for yourself. She built like an ice cream cone. Like, I don't know, like, if you're if you're in a relationship and you're not equally in love with that person, you are doing a lot of people a disservice, right? Yeah. And I think back in the day in like 1950, yes, there probably was like arranged marriages and, you know, your father, I gave your father a goat and he gave me his 14-year-old daughter and I'm going to make her my wife and she's going to have my kids and she's going to take care of my house. This ain't that and that ain't this. Nope. Okay? So if you are in a relationship and this woman is showing you that she don't respect you, she doesn't want to take your guidance, she doesn't believe in you, she has a problem with you doing for yourself and investing in yourself, why would you propose to her? Why would you want her to have your kids? Why? If you see this man who is being dishonest, he disrespects his mother, he has previous kids he doesn't see or take care of or acknowledge, um, the way he treats people around him that he says is his boys or, you know, that's my best friend and the way he does them dirty in their absence and you say you know what i want to be the fifth baby mother i want to try that out why the thing that stuns me as a mother is when people see my kids and they be like oh they have different dads yeah Uh yeah because if i had a relationship with one and I saw how he handled the situation. Why would I turn around and have a second with him? That's a great answer. And even though those two relationships didn't work, I think we're doing the best to co-parent and raise them. But I know I ain't gambling on no more. Yeah. I'm not 
around and having five more kids to see if those relationships work. I'm just like, dog, there is no man on this earth that I want to invest another child with. Yeah, if they knew the if they knew the current Shan, they'd be like, Oh, well you you learned. <laughs> you <laughs> like, definitely learned. Listen, I, you have to know when your threshold is. This is why I don't feel sorry for women who were struggling with three kids and turned around and had three more. Mm-hmm. They wanted them. Bring the shame back because the shame would be your grandmother telling you, you don't need to be focused on no men or no dates. You need to go to work. You need to focus on your skills so you can have the life you need to have for yourself and these children. Yes, exactly. We definitely got to bring the shame back. You're right. The shame back would be like men being pointed out by their grandmothers and their grandfathers for having multiple women come to the house all hours of the night or even calling all hours of the night, having attitudes and being disrespectful because they don't know how to keep their junk in their pants. That was the shame. So when people today be like, you know, shame was abusive. It was this. No, it wasn't. Uh, and also the thing is the shame now has to come from your colleagues and that's where it's going to be tough because a bunch of y'all are a bunch of bitch ass people who don't want to say the truth. <laughs> you don't feel like you can tell your, your friends like, Hey, you need to stop doing what you're doing. This isn't cool. Stop letting the niggas bust it open on you. We need to stop, stop buying this broke ass nigga stuff. And you ain't got your job or life together yourself. You letting your kids go to the dirt. Stop yeah. just sleep on your couch. Hey, yo, bro, stop being a bum. Get up, put some money get together, get a job, get in this investment group with us. Get your life together. You know what I mean? Stop hanging out on the block with the fucking brown bag <laughs> with these other bum motherfuckers. Like, they, people don't have these people around who are like, you need to get your shit together so mm -hmm. the grandmother's voice won't be heard because a bunch of y'all are too scared to do what all of you claim you're living by, which is keep it real with each other. Yeah. And that's it. You know what I'm saying? We all got to be in the same mindset, in the same place, in the same book as the person that we're with. A lot of y'all on the, a different page in a different book than the person y'all in the relationship with. And then y'all wonder why y'all have issues or y'all keep circling back to the same problems. So I feel like it does take two people. And if it don't take two people for you to be in love in the relationship that you're in and you the one that's in love, you the sucker. And I said what I said. Dungeon, any thoughts? Any thoughts suck before we I play this message? Be in the place to be. <laughs> now you ain't that perfectly. Like <laughs> I I had to say what I said with the grandmother line, man. Y'all, until y'all learn to be real with each other, mm -hmm. and with your so-called friends, dating people, soulmates, whatever, you're going to continue to have these struggles. So, you know, either fix that or um, just continue to deal with the struggle because um, hiding and, and being disingenuous is not working. And y'all can see that already. Mm. I'm going to play this message and then we out. Shan, those questions for another discussion because 
Whoa. He wanted to do that loyalty show like so bad. We'll, we'll, see, we'll see if he's around or if his phone's working when it comes to that episode. <laughs> we'll set it up and uh, you'll see it pop up and we'll do it um, because there's a lot to be said on there. But um, I'm going I'm to go back and screenshot those questions so we can talk about them. But uh, thank you guys for sitting in for the show. This was the Real Relationship Report and it will be up on Monday. Enjoy your weekend. Don't do nothing I want to do and don't fall in love too quick. That's facts. I'll let y'all later. Peace.